Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the current edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And I don't need to tell you that sustaining a positive mindset is no easy task these days, not just in the USA, but practically anywhere in the civilized world. In the U.S., we're subject to these constant impeachment hearings when one party claims the president is unethical, self-serving, and corrupt, and the other party lauds the fine job he's doing. In Britain, we witness the never-ending battle over Brexit with no resolution in sight and another national election looming around the corner. And youthful protesters in Hong Kong seek to limit China's control over their semi-autonomous uh, city. And in an article, in fact, in an article on November 23, 2019, Wall Street Journal describes a wave of protests around the globe Anti-government demonstrations have swept more than a dozen countries, from Chile and Bolivia to Lebanon and Spain. And in light of all this, uh, we witness daily on TV and the Internet, a positive attitude may seem impossible, but here's some good news. My present guest, author, and certified clinical hypnosis practitioner, Mary Beth Metallia, assures us that there is a tool that can help clear our minds get us unstuck from the negative, and help us become hopeful again. And that tool is hypnosis, and Mary Beth is here to describe how it can help reduce stress, heal physical and emotional pain, clear away blocks of negativity, and tap into our very own unlimited potential. And here are Mary Battaglia's impressive credentials. As mentioned, she's a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner, who services clients out of her Metro Hypnosis Center, LLC, in Oradell, New Jersey. That's a suburb of New York. And uh, she, in addition to individual clients, she works with hospitals and physicians in New Jersey and New York to complement patient medical treatment with hypnosis and also works with corporations to create specific health programs for employees and she's been featured on Fox News and regularly on New York City radio station 970, The Answer. She's also heard on the iHeartRadio network, which carries this program, by the way. And Mary Beth employs hypnosis as a holistic solution for a broad spectrum of challenges. And she's author of the brand-new book, Transformation Through Hypnosis, Relax, clear your mind, and step into your power. I love that title. And hello, Mary Beth Battaglia. We are indeed honored to have you here with us today. Hi, Roy. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, let's begin with the basics. Can you please give us a definition of what hypnosis is, including its purpose and how it operates? Sure. And that, that's something I, I answer all the time because um, people see what they on TV, hypnosis, but they really don't understand it. 
the job for a hypnosis practitioner is really to help you let go of your thoughts. And when you let go of your thoughts, you're able to go in your subconscious. And that's where we do the work, where we look to make the negative into a positive. And that's something we do every day. I always like to break it down to like a daydream state because everyone can identify with that, um, a daydream state. And that's what you do. When you're in a daydream, you go right into your subconscious because you're focused on that thought. But you hear everything around you. And that's what I always tell people. Hypnosis is just really a relaxed state. And in that relaxed state, you're open to the positive suggestions. Yeah, that sounds great. And so much of that has been implanted in our subconscious when we were young children or maybe years ago. And it just keeps floating around in there telling us why we should be afraid and why we can't do this and that. (laughs) Right, that programming. I call it the programming in the past. And that's what we all struggle with sometimes, that programming. I say there's no worse enemy sometimes than ourselves for ourselves, you know, to push past all that. Right. Well, you tell us that hypnosis can help folks get unstuck. Like me, I'm certain a lot of you have seen ads on TV or in your local paper for sessions with a professional hypnotist to help you lose weight or to stop smoking. What are some of the other unfortunate habits or negative thought patterns that hypnosis can help us abandon? Right. So there's many things. Fear of public speaking, fear of flying. Yeah. Confidence issues, grief, health issues, um, anything to that's blocking you. It, it's and it sometimes could be a little little thing like people have ticks, nail biting, all of these things. Uh, hypnosis helps, but one of the things I feel that it really helps is uh, people get in their own way, and they don't know how to uh, get out of their own way. And that's by looking within, because that's what hypnosis really is: looking within you, because we all have the answers to move forward in our lives. And that's what hypnosis really helps to remove that block, whatever it is, so that you're free of it and you can move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I know you can even, uh, uh, like, test take If you have always psych out when you take a test. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. The test test anxiety is a big thing. I work with a lot of teens, and especially with the SATs, it's a lot of uh, preparation and there's a lot of, nervousness, uh, so I work with a lot of teams with SATs, but also adults when they have to take like a nurse practitioner exam or any of these big exams, uh, a board certification, it, it really helps teach them the techniques to clear the mind, to calm themselves, and it's natural, which is the best part of it. Well, following hypnosis, how can uh, your mindset help you see life differently? How does that work? Right. So I always say we, um, it kind of depends on what like lenses we're looking through. And so if our lenses are a little, uh, have a little dust, we see through, that's what we're seeing through the dust. So with hypnosis, when you learn to look within, you clear the mind, because the clear of the mind is the negativity and the dust that's through the lenses we look at. We bring in more the light of another different perspective of how to look at life. And, And everyone takes this differently. Everyone has a different lens cleansing. Uh, so, But that's what it is, is by making shifts in your mindset can really make a big difference in how you perceive life. Yeah, on your website, you reveal that many of us go into some form of hypnosis every day. We may not right. even realize we're doing it. Uh, please explain right. how this occurs. Sure. It's it's kind of like that, that daydreaming type state, but a lot of people can relate to it when you're driving somewhere. 
and you get somewhere and you don't really remember how you got there. You kind of created your own trance state, like in your own thoughts. When people meditate, they're going into a hypnotic state. Um, oh. When you do yoga and you're going into that, you're going into a hypnotic state. Yeah, nobody really calls it that, but it is. <laughs> That's doing what it is, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> you're clearing, you're attempting to clear your mind of all the extraneous thoughts or whatever is uh, bugging you and going right. into that clear state. So, that, yeah, that's very definitely true. Well, to help us right. better understand the benefits of hypnosis, please tell us a bit about your own personal story. I know several right. years ago you uh, faced a number of challenges and issues and that uh, hypnosis so much helped you that you uh, inspired you to become a professional hypnotist. Right, right. So, it did. What was your, Sure. So um, I was in a, in a corporate America job, and uh, I was existing in that living. Um, <laughs> well, and <laughs> I call I it sleepwalking through life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I call it existing. And um, in the time I was there, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage oh. four. And in a year and a half, um, she, you know, fought a courageous battle, um, and she she extended her life. Um, but she actually taught me about hypnosis because. Oh. She didn't want doom or gloom, and she just wanted to move forward and live her life as best she could through the stages of that last year and a half, and yeah. she did. And having that positive mindset is what, what she was showing me. And I know that, of course, the chemo helped her, but if she didn't have that mindset, I don't think she would have had a year and a half extra yeah. time. And um, And then so by seeing her pass, and then I was also, uh, my marriage unraveled at the same time. So oh, I was dealing wow. with divorce and, and with the loss of a uh, loved one. And it felt like my whole world collapsed. And yeah, and I you, felt were, really you were hit on all sides there. Yes, hit on all sides is a good explanation. And so, you know, and everyone goes through this time. I'm not the only one who goes through these type of times. But no, it gets us stuck if we, if we stay in grief. And grief is a process for everyone. Everyone needs to move through it in their own way. But if, it's a very easy place to get stuck in life. And if I didn't have hypnosis, I would have gotten stuck because hypnosis helped me actually heal. It helped me look within. It helped me release any anger, uh, any of the pain, uh, the depression that I was having. It helped me release that, and it helped bring in positivity into my life. Now, it doesn't mean it was all overnight, but... By releasing the pain, you feel lighter. And when you feel lighter, you feel more free to move forward. But sometimes life becomes heavy, and we don't know how to release that heaviness. And hypnosis um, did that for me. I love how you put in your book, Hypnosis Taught Me How to Quiet My Mind So I Could Reprogram My Own Thought Process and in turn Mm -hmm. literally transform myself. So it's inside there that you're attempting to get to. You can just shut up that little voice that keeps coming up from the subconscious. Right. And and a lot of us have what I call the negative self-critic coming up. The I can't do it or um, I'm too old to do this now, right? And that's that's, that's just a limiting belief. But because we can just tap into, it doesn't matter when we start our journey, we can create something beautiful and wonderful and bring in the passion of life so we actually ignite that light within us. And like my, for me, my light darkened, like my shut down my light. So now my light is so bright and vibrant and I attract all good things now because of that. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. That's so true that you attract what your own attitude is. If, if you have a negative attitude, you tend to attract negative people and negative situations. Yeah. And the opposite is so true. If you have right. a positive outlook toward life and you like to be right. around people and you right. like to meet new people. So uh, well, it's wonderful how you help clients gain self-confidence and overcome a wide variety of uh, problems from your Metro Hypnosis Center in Oradell, New Jersey. But how do those who can't travel to Metro New York, uh, for those of us who can't do that, can you offer any suggestions on how to locate a highly qualified hypnosis practitioner in our local yes. geographic areas? Sure. Now, where do we look and how best can we affirm qualifications? Right. So what you want to do is... Um, you know, first do a Google search in the area. I always recommend looking at the reviews because the reviews are important. Uh, I would also recommend speaking to them in person, uh, whether in person or over the phone. Everyone has a different schedule. I offer actually free consultations because a lot of people are not as familiar with hypnosis, so I like to give them that opportunity to meet me because the biggest thing when you're um, going to work with someone in hypnosis is that you feel comfortable and yeah. you feel safe. So oh, yeah. those are things, in a, even in a phone conversation, you can connect to that. If you don't feel like that connection, then maybe just keep calling until you find someone. Yeah. Um, that's right. But it really talking to them, um, meeting them in person, uh, looking at their reviews, asking them about their credentials, like I have 500 hours of hypnosis training. A lot wow. of people maybe have only 100 or 150 hours or so. I, yeah. I basically... Uh, you know, did an intensive program where I basically eat, breathed, and slept hypnosis. And I think I was the best way of immersing myself in it. And I was also doing um, work on myself in that time because I couldn't help anyone unless I, uh, you know, released my pain and, um, and healed myself in many ways. Yeah. Well, is it possible to hypnotize oneself without live professional counseling. Let's say a listener wants to hypnotize himself or herself to lose some weight or whatever. How would that person get started uh, if sure. they didn't go to a professional? Sure. So so basically they, they want to do some relaxation techniques. I always recommend the breath. The breath is, as a first thought, is a nice, easy thing to do. Not a short, shallow breath that we all walk around every day, but like a long, deep breath into the oh. nose, allowing the belly to expand and then coming out to the mouth. So you can do that a few times, and then you can close your eyes and just walk the body through being relaxed from the top of the head down to the toes. And then what you could do is just um, say some positive things to yourself, that um, I'm going to choose the right healthy foods to eat. I'm going to slim down to whatever the weight or the size that you want. Um, I'm going to only eat when I'm hungry. You're going to say things like that. But the best thing to do, um, and one of the biggest, most powerful tools with hypnosis, is to visualize it. See yourself. Yeah. Actually See yourself as a right thin thing. person, how it'll yes. feel and uh, what you can do, <laughs> what right. your, how your relationship will improve. There's, there's so much right. that uh, works with visualization. Oh, visualization is so impactful. It yeah. really is. It's powerful. So, But by adding the positive verbiage in the mind and then seeing it, the two feed upon each other and support each other. So you're saying and you're seeing it. And what I would also recommend is for someone to write on an index card some of the positive, not negative. We want to just write positive affirmations about slimming down, cut it down by your bedside in the bathroom mirror, and just keep reading it every day, like twice yeah. a day. 
And those are all things that everyone can do, especially when we have the New Year coming up. A lot of New Year's resolution is weight loss. And so these are some tips that people can do because with hypnosis, a lot of times the thought is in control, so like the thought to eat the food. So we want to switch the thought and we want to be in control of ourselves. And that's what hypnosis helps you gain that control so you can say no to the food that you shouldn't be eating. Well, here's a good question. How do you know when you're hypnotized? Are you completely out of it? Or I think you already answered this. Uh, are yeah. you aware of the circumstances the entire time? And are there obvious signs that can tell you you're successfully under hypnosis? And when you awaken, will you remember details of your experience? Right. And and that is a very good question. So when people work with me, they always are aware. We actually have conversations. Uh, we'll talk to each other in that session. They're just in a very deep, relaxed state. I, there are people in their training that they kind of just don't remember, but anytime people work with me, they remember it. They're aware of it. Um, some people, in when they first start it, they're like, I don't think I was hypnotized because they're expecting to feel knocked out, and that's not really what this work about. It's just oh. about being very in a deep, relaxed, almost like that almost before you fall asleep, that state where you're yeah. sort of aware. That's really the state... Um, it is what I look for is I look for the eye movements. Sometimes there might be tears, like just like when you fall asleep. Um, sometimes the stomach will start growling. So those are things I'm looking for. The, the actual face almost gets like almost a death mask for when I'm oh. viewing them. It's so relaxed. That's how relaxed the face is. So that's yeah. what I'm looking for. But what, what someone should be looking for is just really the relaxation. So I always uh, measure it. I always ask people in a first session, what's stress now? And what stress after we did, like, just even a, in a consultation, like a five-minute induction? And most people go down two to four points. So I said, if you relax, that means you were able to get out and let go of thoughts, then you were in that relaxed state. So I don't focus on anything more than just getting them into that relaxed state. And the more they do it, the deeper they get. Well, I know your new book, Transformation Through Hypnosis, includes a detailed discussion of the benefits of hypnosis, including guidelines on how to hypnotize yourself. And if we may, I'd like to talk about your book a little bit. In the book's introduction, you point out um, this to this day there remains negative stigma associated with with hypnosis. Why do you think that is? I think because it's unknown, and I think the seeds were planted that, you know, a lot of times when people see stage hypnosis, they see people doing antics that they couldn't imagine doing. So they say, well, I don't want to do that because someone else is in control. But in yeah. truth, you are in <laughs> control. Years and, ago, I went to a, a comedy club where they yeah. featured performer was a comedy, a comedic hypnotist, and uh, he had people quacking and doing all kinds of stupid all things. Right. up on, And the, the only thing that convinced me is I never want to volunteer <laughs> Right. To be hypnotized right. in front of an right. audience. <laughs> right. And well, what's gonna, what actually happens is if you took 20 people on the stage, right, yeah. a few people will do the antics that they ask because they're comfortable. But yeah. most of the people won't, and they won't focus on them. They'll only focus on the people doing the antics. The people are hypnotized, but they're okay to do the antics. Yeah. And that is stage hypnosis. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people, the only time they see or witness uh, hypnosis. So, yeah. but what what I'm happy. That's why one of the reasons I wrote the book because I really wanted to make it uh, more mainstream. I really want people to realize that it's safe, effective, and natural 
work that we can all do on ourselves and how empowering this is. So if people understand what it is better, then they won't have the same old stigmas. And that's what I'm trying to change with the book as well. Do you promote hypnosis as a replacement for professional counseling or psychotherapy or maybe conventional uh, medical treatment? No, no, I would always, it's an adjunct. It's never yeah, a replacement. I know, I know want you adjunct, work with yeah. doctors and hospitals yes. uh, as an adjunct. That's, that's great. Right. Right. I would never recommend it to be done um, on its own because, uh, you know, things things actually open up. I'm not a therapist. That's not my work. So I, I always uh, recommend to clients, especially if they, when we do our intake and if I know that we can open up a Pandora's box, I always make sure that in therapy they get a therapist because, I want them to be able to process through a professional, and that's yeah. why they two work together very well. Yeah. Well, who is your book written for? I would think most any, any of us could you Really, anyone. Yeah, any person who, see, with hypnosis, no, I can't change anyone, right? Yeah. I can help them look within and make the changes, but at the end of the day, it's you need to be open and have a desire to make change. Yeah. So that openness and desire are really critical for the, the success level you have will have with hypnosis. The more open you are, the more success you have. Yeah, and how is your approach in your book different from most self-help books? I know you have an interesting uh, method there to address people in each chapter. You write letters or... <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, what happened is I, when I started writing the book, I, I just didn't want to feel... Um, just like a chapter and me telling people what to do. I didn't want yeah. it to be like that or being even the authority. So the letters give me the connection to the people. I feel my sessions are very intimate and connected, and I really wanted to bring that forth in the book. And I think that's what really makes the book special to me yeah. and unique because every chapter starts with my dearest one to you, the reader. Yeah. I think that, that really helps it become intimate work I share my. I really share my own personal stories of pain and grief, and I want people to feel that and see that I got through it. And maybe whatever you're dealing with, maybe you can get through it too by just trying to take that step back and looking at life a little differently. Well, it doesn't appear that your book, Transformation Through Hypnosis, is designed to be read rapidly through in, in one sitting, cover to cover. What do you include in each chapter that uh, encourages readers? to uh, take time out and practice using the hypnosis tool that uh, is contained in that chapter before they move on and skim the whole book. Right. So each chapter has a teaching box to reinforce what you learned in that chapter because oh. repetition is really important. And then what I do is I have a self-hypnosis script at the end. So oh. you can actually um, read it and, um, and do it, or you can actually, what I recommend in the book is you can record it like on a um, memo in the phone, and oh. and actually listen to you recording it, so that you can feel more successful. I want it to be a reference. So let's say Monday, I need more love. So I go to the love chapter and I do the self hypnosis. Tuesday, yeah. I need more confidence. I go to success one chapter. So it really means to reinforce and give you practical tools to use in your daily life. Well, I notice you also include a couple of extras at no additional charge for anyone who purchases your book. What are these extras? So everyone gets a free downloadable MP3 to support the techniques in the book, uh, oh. and that really helps. So people have the teaching methodology, but sometimes people need to hear it being done for them. 
So yeah. um, they can listen to that. And I also have a second website, a pathofpeace.com, where um, there's some more information um, and videos, and I'll always be adding more things to help people uh, learn these relaxing techniques. Because well, where's the best you, place for our listeners to go to preview and purchase your book, Transformation oh, Through Hypnosis? They can, they can go on Amazon.com, and I will also be um, uh, putting out in December, uh, pathofpeace.com will have the audio book um, oh. out um, on the pathofpeace.com. So that will be something that is really nice because you get me reading the book to you, but you also get the the self-hypnosis being read to you by me. So you can actually listen to my voice uh, throughout the whole book and listen to my voice with the recordings uh, of the self-hypnosis, uh, and then you can that'll support your um, getting better and, and reinforcing all the steps. Oh, that's great. Well, give us yeah. your website address where our listeners can go to learn more about you and uh, your hypnosis center and the benefits of hypnosis. What's sure. That so I've got two websites. At pathofpeace.com is where you're going to get the recording, and that'll give you information on hypnosis. And I also have metrohypnosiscenter.com. That's more my local um, website for the metropolitan area in New York City. Yeah, I notice in your website you offer the free initial consultation. And must this be conducted in person at your clinic, or can it be conducted over the phone? And how best can, can our listeners request a free consultation? Yes, and I can do it over the phone. I also uh, do online sessions and online consultations. Oh. So p- people can schedule that with me. There's a lot of work we can do online with hypnosis uh, as well. And um, so so even if they're not in the local metropolitan area of New York City, they can come. Um, they can do it online. That's great. Well, I, I and to conclude, I... I I'll be like a lots of you until today. I greatly underestimated the power of hypnosis to change mm-hmm. one's mental attitude, relieve stress and anxiety, and to improve life. I always saw these silly people up on the stage quacking like a duck or strutting around or these other mm-hmm. silly things that I saw in that session. And I, I've always been kind of skeptical of these uh, hypnotists that come around and tell you how to lose weight or uh, <laughs> stop smoking. <laughs> because I've never been under hypnosis myself. But the right. only thing that uh, I had learned before was never to be hypnotized in front of an audience. But having right. uh, never hypnotized before, I'm, I've always been a skeptic of ads for hypnosis. But after today's conversation with Mary Battaglia, I now recognize that hypnosis may be a highly effective tool to clear out that subconscious uh, and subconscious minds of those paralyzing fear and negative emotion so that there's room for formation of positive thought patterns and plans to make changes in order to create an abundant life. And we all have so many unlimited resources inside if we just get that little voice out of the way and access them. And through uh, hypnosis, Mary Beth was able to completely transform her own experience of living, and she's totally capable of helping you and me transform our lives as well. And customer reviews on on Amazon sum it up best. One says, with transformation through hypnosis, Mary Metalia has written a book that will change lives. I found it to be healing on every page. And another review said, by using a tool chest and simple and straightforward ways to help clear the mind and create the change you desire in your life, 
made me feel like the author was sitting right next to me while I was reading the book. And thanks to me and uh, Mary Battaglia for sitting right next to us today, although most of us are many miles away. Uh, thank you, Roy, for having me on the show. It's such a pleasure. Well, thanks to my guest, Mary Beth Battaglia. I now realize that hypnosis, hypnosis is not just some silly exercise that folks engage in at a party or on stage in front of an audience. Rather, it can be a most useful tool in helping you and me to clear our minds of limiting beliefs and internal roadblocks that have been holding us back from adventuresome new or adventurous, adventurous new experimentation and achievement of goals in our second half of life. And to close today's program, I'd like to address a perplexing question you may need to address either now or at some time in the not-too-distant future. Is there such a thing as too old for the workplace? And here's a related question. Is retirement an age issue for you and you alone to decide, or will cultural norms and employer bias freeze you out of the job market after you reach a certain age? First, let me acknowledge that the bulk of my thinking on the subject came from an article by Kate LaPaz of thejobnetwork.com, a piece that appeared a couple of Sundays back in our local newspaper, the Des Moines Register. As Ms. LaPaz contends, in an ideal world, everyone would be able to work at whatever age if they feel fit to do so. Unfortunately, as you and I both know, in the real world, the focus on every younger generations and the challenges of age discrimination make the issue of age in the workplace a hot and very sensitive topic. But here's an actual fact with baby boomers working longer than any previous generation and with advances in health permitting them to do so, about 35% of the American workplace is expected to be over age 50 by 2022, and that's only less than three years away. And that leaves folks of middle age, uh, folks perhaps like you, and at least in the latter stages of middle age, with some very real issues. How long should I continue working? Is there a point where I become too old and that becomes a factor? And should I choose to work beyond normal retirement age, will I be able to find meaningful work that I truly enjoy what I'm doing uh, for earning a living? And according to Ms. LaPaz, the bottom line is that there's no magic number for retirement, even though most uh, conventional wisdom says it's age 65. Uh, some folks can work into their 70s or 80s with no real trouble, while others find themselves boxed out by age bias, corporate uh, mandatory retirement policy, uh, rapid industry changes, or perhaps deterioration in their own health, energy, and spirit uh, much earlier. And uh, So let's talk a bit about your, only, uh, your very own personal choice. One, are you financially ready to retire? Two, are you prepared physically, mentally, and emotionally to keep working at this point in life? Is work something you really want to do? Have you considered all the alternatives? And for the remainder of your working years, what, if any, are your professional goals? And if you're married, what does your spouse think about you continuing to work past 65? What is best for him or her? 
if and when you come to the point of considering uh, whether to stay or go, here are several factors to consider. Factor one is the money issue, and I trust you're already on top of planning your retirement finances, so this never will become an issue for you. Hopefully there's still time to set aside and invest the funds you will need. Sadly, finances, though, are often a primary consideration when it comes time to decide how soon to retire. And believe me, there's no sadder prospect when you're in your 60s than to continue to trudge to work simply because you must put bread on the table, pay the mortgage, and maintain a lifestyle you have neither the time nor the energy to truly enjoy. And for those of you who have developed a post-retirement financial plan and have accumulated the assets needed to accomplish it, you may uh, you may face a simple decision of whether to retire this year or next. Uh, do you want to work a couple more years to save a bit more for a more lucrative retirement? And do you still have the energy, desire, and commitment to earn your way as an employee? Of course, a lot of it has to do with how much you relish or at least tolerate the work that you presently do or uh, an alternative uh, job option uh, that's available to you as a senior. In any case, it's important to seek out advice from a reputable financial planner. She or he can help uh, you find ways to make retirement feasible, fulfilling, and enjoyable. And as to um, help you scout out and to help you uh, scout out alternative sources of income and map out a uh, sensible retirement timetable uh, with a uh, well-thought-out escape plan. (laughs) So let's move on to the next issue. Hopefully your finance is in order. Can you uh, overcome senior stereotypes? And part of age bias includes stereotypes about older workers struggling to keep up in a constantly changing workplace, especially if you work for a high-tech company. In some workplaces, any employee over 50 is considered a dinosaur from a prior era. (laughs) But ironically, the truth of the matter is older workers are often better suited on the job than their much younger counterparts. What they lack in programming skills, if they do lack any, they more than make up through industry knowledge and sound judgment gained through many years on the job. Also, studies by AARP and other senior advocacy, advocacy, can't say that word very well, groups have shown that older employees are more dependable, show up on time, are less likely to job hop, and less likely to miss work and they're fully capable of keeping up with tech and other modern trends. Still, it will be important that you're able to demonstrate um, on your own that you have that innovation and reliability. And fighting these ingrained perceptions about older folks can be tough. So if you're not ready to retire, it's uh, important to make sure you demonstrate that you're still building skills, taking courses and training sessions, to learn new skills and to hone your abilities on the job and keeping up with the latest industry trends. And from apps to evening certification courses at your local community college, you can show younger employees how it's done. 
And here is something that may sound shallow and insignificant, but it isn't. And that's the way you dress and groom yourself, the image you present to others. Appearing uh, current with it can help shift the conversation away from your age. Now, I'm not suggesting if you're 55, you just attempt to appear 30. That will simply make you the workplace laughingstock behind your back. But staying in touch with modern trends in an age-appropriate way and dressing the part of the modern with it person will counteract the impression that you're ready uh, to step away from work and you're hanging in there. And here's factor three. Uh, You may need to explore, prepare, or sell yourself for an alternative career. Your present employer may have mandatory retirement at a certain age, probably around 65, regardless of desire, proven talent, and job skills. And let's face it, if you have to move on to a new employer, the job hunt for an older job seeker can be incredibly frustrating. Junior positions are far more plentiful than senior ones, and uh, most industries And even if you're willing to start at the bottom, many employers will be highly skeptical that this kind of a uh, demotion from what you were doing before, that you'll be satisfied enough to stick around. Furthermore, you'll be competing for entry jobs against seekers half your age. And unlike them, you don't have the potential for long-range development and moving up the corporate ladder. It's also tough to compete with the salary demands of recent graduates with fewer life obligations. So if you find yourself stymied, even locked out of continuing in your current job or career path, uh, what do you have to sell for employers in unrelated industries? Well, you can start by looking at it this way. You have and can demonstrate a lifetime's work of strong skills and mature judgment that can be applied to other jobs, and it's your task to promote and sell these skills. Uh, A path uh, a lot of highly seasoned professionals follow is consulting, and it's a great way to use your built-up expertise and experience, but on a more flexible basis. And if you're real energetic and up to a really different challenge, you may wish to consider starting up a small business or maybe buying one. But let me warn you, to uh, succeed in a startup, you undoubtedly will need to work longer and harder than you ever experienced or even imagined when you were working uh, for someone else, especially if that someone was a medium to large size established corporation. And here's another uh, consideration. Are you ready for a variable, uncertain monthly stream of income? Uh, As prior owner of a two-person insurance broker, I can uh, greatly identify with uh, those who run a small business, and it's going to keep you up more than a few nights worrying how you're going to pay the mortgage this month. (laughs) Unless you look, feel, and have the energy of a person 20 years younger, I uh, have to advise that starting or even buying an existing business is probably not the best option for you. Bottom line, is there really such a thing as too old for the workplace? Well, the article's author, Kate LaFaz, says no, and I tend to agree with her. Too old is not something that anyone else but you should decide when it comes to the choice of retirement or prolonging your career. And don't feel intimidated 
by a rapidly changing work culture. You're here to make things happen and to push things forward in a way that only someone with your maturity and experience can. And never forget, the wisdom you can provide in the workplace can be invaluable and is not replaceable by a 23-year-old novice fresh out of school. And whether or not you choose to leave the workplace, please at all times keep in mind you are retiring from your career, not from life. So long as you remain healthy and energetic, you will continue <clears throat> to uh, remain active in, the, in your hobby or volunteer service to others so that uh, your life doesn't become hollow and you don't become lethargic and you're never too old to continue living out loud. Uh, and believe me, there are plenty of opportunities to serve others and at the same time to enjoy waking up each morning knowing that you are fulfilling the purpose you were created and placed on earth to fulfill. And for a comprehensive roadmap uh, for waking up at middle age to accomplish your true purpose and to enjoy every minute along the way, check out my book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up by Roy C. Richards. That's me. You'll find it on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. It's also available through our website, MiddleAgeRenewal.com, and it's available both in print and ebook form. And that's our program for today. Tune in next week when my guest will tell you how to uh, better your, uh, for a better tomorrow, you can reprogram your own life's code. You're kind of like a computer that way, and you can do the programming. Until we meet again, may you and your loved ones experience a most joyful holiday season. And goodbye for now, for middle age can be your best age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.